1: What's up, nerds? This is Just a Couple of Slings, The Last Kingdom Podcast.
0: I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Toomer. And I'm Alyssa Fixie. We are writers for sci fi Wares Fangirls who started recapping The Last Kingdom in Season 3. So we decided to bring that nerdy, horny energy to Podcastlandia. Jessica, how are you? What's up, girl? Yeah. I'm
1: good! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, so, like, invigorated, like, or reinvigorated, I guess. We yeah. went and saw the women's world cup team play Amazing. in charlotte i'm so My jealous God. was it
0: incredible i assume it was it incredible
1: was insane okay so so we went to charlotte mm-hmm. north carolina they were playing in the panther stadium bank of america stadium yeah which it's i mean it's a pretty giant stadium like the panthers are like the main team here and i think the the number was 30,000 and something. Wow. It's so like 30,000 people were at that game, which is just insane. If you follow, like, soccer in general, but especially women's soccer, like, right. that's insane, like, an insane turnout. So it was really... I mean, there was just such good energy. It was hot as hell. I mean, it was, like, 85 at, like, 9 o'clock at night. Mm, classic so we were classic all,
0: October weather.
1: God, <laughs> uh, seriously, down here. Um, but, yeah, it was just amazing. And we actually... So they won... um they were, they're so tired. I'm Aww. so glad their victory tour is over because yeah. they are just like, I mean, it's ex- it has to be exhausting. Like, you play a game, and then the next day you're on a plane, and then you're practicing, and then you play another game the next day. I mean, it's just like, that's been their schedule since, like, January. So, Yikes. Um, they're tired. But yeah. they did amazing. And then we went to, like, a little cafe, like, bakery the next morning before we left, and we ran into Alyssa Nair. The oh, morning. my God. That's so I cool. Oh, hello. i was just i freaked i was like oh ah, we didn't know if like we should ask like to get a picture or whatever um because you know like i don't like to disturb you don't want to be weird but like yeah you know but then I'm, I'm also like when am i ever gonna get a chance to like get a picture with a listener again so uh, one of my friends who's just not shy about that shit at all was just <laughs> like we're just sitting there eating our like our little like croissants and she just shouts out she's like Alyssa like we know her oh. by her first name oh. and she's like I knew that that would get our attention because like when someone calls your name you right know? right and so um, totally, she was really totally normal she thing. was really sweet yeah I know like we're best <laughs> friends with her but she was so sweet and yeah it was just amazing it's so I love everything about that team yeah. and what they've done they're so, so inspiring
0: really cool. and so talented yeah. and ugh, they just must have killed it it
1: was so cute to like we went out to dinner before and like to see the little girls dressed up and in like their favorite players jersey and i mean it was just and then there were there were grown-ass men out there just like wearing shirts and having signs and i mean it was just such a good time it was yeah every people really love this team and there's a there's good reason
0: to so yeah i mean they've they've earned every bit of that devotion you know oh, yeah. and i love seeing numbers like that because everybody's always like oh they don't earn as much money because they don't draw the crowds they don't sell the merchandise bullshit like yeah, that's a lie yeah no way i feel like at this point in time that's an impossible argument to make now
1: oh yeah and it's like i cannot explain how like empowering it is to like be in a stadium of like 30,000 people and everyone be chanting like equal pay yeah it's uh. insane so yeah hopefully you know I know they have a fight ahead of them with that but sure. hopefully people will start coming around people who make these decisions um I mean because not to hate on our guys team but they're just not at the they're same not level. as good they're so just they should not. not be making that I mean they shouldn't even be making as much as the women make, but they definitely shouldn't be making more like significantly
0: more. more. Yeah. Absolutely not. Millions
1: more. Yeah. It's insane. So Alyssa, what about you? What fun Um, thing did you do this weekend?
0: Well this weekend for me it was a little bit different. Um I went to go visit my mom who was having surgery, which is, you know, I was really happy to be able to do it. And it it, it went okay in the beginning, but like they ended up sending her home the day of because it went so well. And unfortunately, Mm. like she had to go back because she was dealing with a lot of You know, pain that shouldn't be happening. And so instead of, you know, being able to like stay overnight in a nice room and being, you know, observed by her doctor, we had to go back through the emergency room system, which was hell. And, like, at one point, she's, like, lying on a gurney in a hallway, and I'm, like, crouched in the hallway trying to stay out of the way. And, you know, we finally got a room, and I felt like it was, like, 1 in the morning at this point. We'd been at the hospital for hours. And I was – this is kind of a funny story now, but it was very not funny to me at the moment. So, like, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and my mom hasn't eaten anything, like, all day because she had surgery, and she's, like, starving – So I, like, go on this quest to find some vending machines, and I get lost, like it's one o'clock in the morning nobody's really around in whatever part of the hospital they finally stuck us at and I'm like wandering the halls they all look the same and I'm like oh my god a grown woman carrying a candy bar for my mother and like weeping <laughs> trying to find my way back to the room and this woman who was working maintenance was so kind to me and like helped me find my way and I'm just like man the kindness of strangers like really gets you through Um that is-
1: that's like a Stephen King. It spell. felt. It felt like the it. I of a was like Stephen King novel.
0: I was. I was like, oh my god, these all look the same. I'm stuck in a labyrinth <laughs> of hell. And you know, after that first and day, it smells like sanitary. <laughs> like exactly. Products. Exactly. Um, and after that first day, it you know it wasn't as bad because she got to go home and they you know gave her pain meds and it was a little bit better for her, especially because she you know got to be at home to convalesce. And right. then we spent most of the weekend watching old seasons of Great British Bake Off which, you know, yes. there are worse ways <laughs> to spend your time. I mean, you need to relax after such a traumatic
1: experience. So right. what
0: better way than to watch British people? And I'm such a whiner. Like, it was obviously way more traumatic for my mother. But I'm like, oh, I got lost for a little while. Feel bad for me.
1: Well, <laughs> but it's, it's also that feeling like, of being helpless. Like when, right. you, when you have someone like a loved one in the hospital and you just don't all this shit is happening, you just don't know what to do. Right. And you have like one thing, you're like, I can get my mom a candy bar. That's right. what I can do. <laughs> and I couldn't even and then do it just that. goes to, hell. I to Yeah. God. I would have broke down too <laughs> I would have made them, like, get me, like, a little wheelchair and roll right. me back. Somebody I tell me so we Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was not great. But, yeah, Bake Off was uh, quite pleasant. She hadn't seen the first season with the new hosts, and so... Oh, lovely! Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good I, one. I always
1: say lovely when we're talking about British things. No, but <laughs> we do need to talk about something that... Okay, so the latest season, yeah. we've been watching. Obviously. Okay, this is some shit, you guys, because they have um i'm just gonna assume that everyone listening watches right if you if you aren't up
0: to date on great british bake-off as in like episode five i think we're up to yeah
1: like turn the volume down right skip ahead skip ahead a couple like a minute or two (laughs) Uh,
0: because we've got to talk about how they did our girl, Helena. Dirty. Sending uh, sending home Helena and Michelle in the same episode is insane to me. Because, like, Priya wasn't as good. Rosie wasn't as good. Like, I love... <sighs> I were at the point where I, like, I love everybody in the tent. Sure, They're all wonderful. Yeah. But, like, sending them home was insane to me. Like, I get Michelle's cake was a little off-theme, but it was beautiful. Uh.
1: It was gorgeous. And
0: also, like... <sighs> I don't understand. Helena
1: won the technical. Exactly, and that was the first technical. She, she was ever a technical. I, it's... Why do we even have the technical anymore? Like this season has made me feel like it's just so like superfluous. Like it's not even.
0: It doesn't even matter. I know, and I, you know, I will say this about this season. I've enjoyed it quite a bit, and everybody's you know charming and adorable and lovely. But I feel like the caliber of Baker, with the exception of Steph and David, isn't quite up to snap. To snuff as previous seasons.
1: Agreed. I'm not very impressed with what's been made so far.
0: Yeah, there hasn't really been a lot of stuff from, like, yes, that is a real showstopper, but you know. Right.
1: Like, in terms of decoration, but also in terms of, like, just flavors. Like, this last episode, they had to do, oh, it was maybe it was like the 1920s um, cake or something. What uh, was everyone it? No, did like it was, a lemon? Or? I think it was
0: dessert week this week. Was okay, just, so then
1: it was... 1920s it was, was last, last week. week. and
0: But there was one episode ugh. where
1: everyone did, like, a lemon kind of flavor of something. Everybody. Like, I'm
0: like, that's so basic. Bad. Like, yeah, it's so I basic. I can do that. Right. <laughs> right. And I want
1: to watch a show where I don't think I can accomplish what they accomplish on there. So, exactly. Yeah, it's been a little disappointing. And to be honest, like like helena was she was the, best. the one that i was watching for just because she's so interesting and so unique and has the best one-liners <laughs> i know i'm gonna miss her i
0: followed her God. on instagram i was like i need some helena in my life if they're gonna make such wrong decisions but whatever
1: our little goth queen uh, so
0: she's amazing um,
1: yeah okay so guys you can like Stop skipping now. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pivot to um, pivot to medieval biking. times. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Where they do not have bake-offs, right? They raid villages, uh, right? On the reg, which is what we kind of. So we pick up. We're in episode five of season two. Yeah. We pick up uh, with a three-year time jump, which is always a good way to just kind of keep the story going and not have to explain too much shit along the way, so sure. well, I'm, I'm alright with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, it's one of those things where they've obviously been, like, living in peace, and, you know, utra has got two kids now, Cookham's doing great, they basically just spend their time, like, chilling and hanging out, and then, you know, going on the occasional Dane hunting mission, but for the most part, it's been you know, relatively peaceful. So, and while I'm happy for them that they've gotten to enjoy this breath, but that's not exactly super compelling television. So I totally get why they're Mm like, "Mm, we'll skip this. You know, everybody's doing great. That's all you need to know.
1: But I do, you know, feel like we have skipped ahead three years, but things still feel very lived in. Like it feels like, even if we didn't see those three years on screen, like the actors have really put in work to make it feel like those three years have happened because there's a lot of, you know, when, when Uhtred's riding up to the village to kind of deal with these Danes that are still kind of, you know, screwing with Alfred's vision of a United England, Danes Raid, as they will do, him and Finnan and Citric and, you know, all of his like posse, he's rolling deep and everyone's just joking with each other. They they are very aware of where each other you know, they are and, and the strategy. And when Utra gives an order, it's followed, no question. I mean, it's just very smooth, like, orderly processions with these raids and, you know, even when they get back, I mean, there's just like a feeling of like, yeah, we've been here. You guys just like skipped over a little bit of time, and I really like that.
0: Yeah, you know, it felt really organic to have them working together so well as a team, and it didn't feel forced. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, this is a natural progression for these relationships, and I totally bought it.
1: Yeah, so we get back to Cookham after we've you know dealt with the the raiding Dane village, right? And we see that Uhtred's got a son. Yep. Who looks a little bit
0: older than three, I want to say. He's a big three. Well, He's a big three. Maybe he's an early four. Mm, Um, Well, she had to have, like, (laughs) nine months to be pregnant. So she probably got pregnant, like, the day Uhtred got back from being a slave. And then, you know, they had a few months. So that kid's probably, like, two and a half. But it's, like you said, it's a big big two and a half.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's been really eating that
0: grain, <laughs>
1: right? Um, but we get back. He's got a son. He's and got a daughter. Baby girl. Yeah, super yeah. cute. He's got a hall, which is all he ever wanted was a hall.
0: I where know. Where he could just drink with his buds. Right. So life was going pretty good. I know, honestly, um, like this feels weird to say about this show, but this was like kind of a cute episode. Like Oh my god, you've it got, was, it's like, like a friends episode. Yeah, you got like Utrin and his family, which is all really cute, and he and Gisela are so happy, which is cute, and Citrix in love, and it's cute. And Bayaka is in love, and it's all so cute. And I'm like, okay, yeah. like this is, you know, as adorable as The Last Kingdom can get.
1: <laughs> it really it felt like a, a needed kind of re- release a little bit. Like, we had yeah. a, a few moments to breathe with them. But, of course, you know, that doesn't last long because Ethelwald has uh, come to pay a visit and... He's very proud of himself that he is 10 days sober. Good for you, a, buddy. You know, damn coin or right. something. I don't know. <laughs> um, he's been going to those AA meetings. But he basically, he, he comes to Uhtred um, with an offer. And it's a very strange offer. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because it starts with, like, the premonitions of, like, a corpse. And it gets even weirder from there.
0: He said that I should be king of Wessex and that you, you should be a king, too. He said that you, Uhtred, will be crowned king of Mercia.
1: We know that Ethelwald; he still wants to be king of Wessex. You know that's always going to be his main goal. Yeah. Um, and now he's saying, you know, he's crossed over into Daneland land uh, by invitation, and he has kind of gotten this uh, prophecy, I-, I guess you would say. Yeah. From a dead man. A dead. A dead man. A dead Viking. Dead who's, Bjorn. Like yeah coming back to life and telling him that he'll be king of Wessex and Utrid will be king of Mercia which is um that's a pivot right
0: yeah <laughs> did not know that that was in the car right you know and it's one of those things where you know it just it seems so far fetched at this point you know and you know I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time with Athelwald on his best day. But when he comes up here and is like, hey, talking corpse told me I'm going to be the king. I'm like, all right, buddy, you're seeing what you want to see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just it doesn't feel like a good faith promise from him, you know?
1: Yeah. And my first thought is, well, you're 10 days sober. I mean, maybe this is just withdrawals. Maybe you're hallucinating, (laughs) dude. I mean, give it maybe a month and then see if you're still seeing a corpse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and We'll talk. Obviously, like, I take it seriously because... If Athelwald has given up the drink for this, then he's got a plan. And he's not right. a stupid, stupid boy, um, even though he acts like it sometimes, right. So,
0: but at the same it, at the same time, though, like he did go into Daneland where he's not supposed to. You know what I mean? Like right. he went to go see King Athelred slash formerly the artist known as Guthred. um <laughs> but he's not supposed to be there. So that's just another red flag, you know.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, shout out to Goose- Gisela because she Ugh, she's the best spots this like right away. She's like, do you wish Alfred harm? And he's like, no. I mean, I wish I'm dead, but I don't want to hurt him. Right. <laughs> and Gisela is not
0: laughing nope. at that joke. No, she's not. she knows
1: not. it's not a good idea to make an enemy of Alfred. And and if Utrid's unhappy, she, you know, offers to you know, get out of Alfred's service to go up to Ragnar, to go up to her brother up north. Which is just
0: um, not a better option than Alfred. It, it's just not.
1: It's not. But I th- I appreciate that she's like, look, I, I can tell that, like, it's starting to kind of peeve you off how Alfred's treating you. Yeah. Um, If you want to peace out, like, let's do it the right way and, like, go do what you want to do. I'm happy to do that. But do not like let your emotions kind of cloud your judgment and move against Alfred because that's going to be bad for all of us. Sure.
0: Um, And, you know, it's one of those things that really shows how well she knows him, you know, like even mm -hmm. though it's been three years and like he's grown, he's still Uhtred. And as much as Mm -hmm. I love him, he's going to make some bad decisions in haste. Utrecht's gonna Uhtred y'all. Uhtred is gonna (laughs) Uhtred. It may be a more mature version than season one but he's still gonna be you know who he fundamentally is and Gisela knows that and she and she kind of handles him in a way that I think is Mm. it's, it's amusing and also pretty caring like she knows exactly how to come at this for him you know like she knows exactly the kind of things that he needs to hear in a way that will push him to do the right thing and not just cause him to react. You know what I mean? Like, she's, you know, she's offering him options. She's appealing to his better judgment. And that really shows, like, what she respects about him, but also, like, what she's learned in three years of being married to him.
1: Yeah, I think she can see both his strengths and his weaknesses, and mm-hmm. she knows how to manage um, manage that in him. Which is a good thing. I mean, she is a needed kind of leveling presence in his life, especially when Alfred rolls up unannounced, um, as he is wont to do, I suppose. And uh, he brings all the priests with him, which he a knows lot of would not make
0: Uhtred happy. Right? <laughs> I like, just... like, Alfred, come on, man. Like, I get it. You're going to be bitter that Uhtred is a pagan until the end of time. But, like... Did you need to bring so many priests with you? Like all of the priests that you had, I just...
1: I what don't... does he think they're gonna do? I, I don't mean, know. he has to know by now that just seeing that many priests is just gonna piss Uhtred off. It's not gonna. I don't know. Like, if you if you want to convert him to, to holiness, your best bet is probably Hild. Right. I mean, it's not going to be a legion of priests that you bring along on a trip. So, right. it's a bit weird. And then we, we see Alfred, Gisa, like, receiving Alfred in, in their hall, and he's just, like, just, he's so catty. He is. He's, he's so very catty. catty in this episode.
0: <laughs> like, he's picking on Ada. He's, like, t- already talking shit about Uhtred. I'm like, all right, I don't know, you know. What's plaguing you now, but you've had plenty of digestional issues before and haven't been this bitchy, so what gives? Yeah, I don't know
1: if it's like the IBS has really gotten out of control. I don't know (laughs) know what it is, but he is like so hard to take this episode.
0: My nephew, Ethelwald, he was, uh, well, he was seen doing just that. Leaving Wessex, crossing through Mercia from west to east. Are you aware of this? It's his pettiest episode in a while, I think. And, you know, he's there because he's mad that Utred isn't following the Saxon law, which admittedly is fair. Like, you know, yes, if a man is a thief, he probably deserves to be punished, but he also deserves a fair trial. So dealing out his pagan justice was always going to get him in trouble.
1: Even worse than that, I want to know, like, who is the snitch right. in this village? Who's writing letters to
0: Alfred and be like, um, actually, this is what Uhtred is doing now. So somebody's yeah. got a burn book and is passing it on to Alfred, and I need to know who it is.
1: Yeah, that's my bigger concern than, like, Uhtred not giving a guy who's stolen three times over a right. trial. Right, you know? like, right. Like, maybe if he had only stolen once, we'd talk about it. But, but three if times, he's stolen three times... Right. But yeah. Three strikes, you're out.
0: Who's, you know? the, who's the narc? I want to know.
1: So, yeah. And so, obviously, Udred is not very um, pleased that Alfred has come all this way after he's spent all this time kind of raiding or stopping the raids from Danes and protecting Alfred's land and the right. dream of a unified England to come and kind of, like, bitch at him about how he handled a thief. It's so so petty. It's
0: very small potatoes compared to, like, all the work that Uhtred's been doing to keep everybody safe in the three years. Very small potatoes.
1: Yeah. It's very much, like, this dynamic at this point, you know, in the show, this episode— Reminds me of On Succession when, Uh, like, whatever the kids do, it's not good enough for their dad. uh, And Alfred is Logan Roy.
0: Alfred is Logan Roy. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: the medieval version of Logan Roy.
0: Right. Um, Is Utrid his number one boy, though? I just don't know.
1: Utrid's not Kent. Well, Kendall did kill. I know. I just don't know. (laughs) Utrid feels like kind of like a composite of all three. Yeah.
0: mm, Yeah. Yeah, he's except for Connor. No, there's no Connor in Uhtred. No Connor. Yeah, but yeah, right for real. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like Alfred, he is you know sort of appeased though when he sees. Um, Utred's little makeshift church that he let Hild build. (laughs) with a cross on it. Right. And, you know, I think it's interesting. Like, we don't see a ton of Hild in this episode, but it really makes an impact when she's there because, you know, she's had three years of being a warrior, and she's finally, you know, feeling like she's worked through her shit, you know, like, after Mm -hmm. everything that happened to her and the abuse that she suffered. And that's got to, you know, shake your faith in God, even if you're Hild. So Mm. she's had her time and done the work and, you know, had the medieval equivalent of therapy and is sort of like <laughs> ready. Yeah. Therapy for them is just stabbing a lot Killing. of people.
1: I mean, I th- I could try that therapy yeah. out. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like she's really sort of come out the other side and is ready and is ready to be the person that she really wants to be. Like, yes, we love that she's, you know, a warrior queen. That's amazing. But that's not that's not who Hild wants to be you know she wants to devote her life to God she wants to be an abbess and she's finally ready to do that and I I don't know I liked that sort of the visual representation of her taking off her armor and putting down her sword and sort of taking up the mantle again was I don't know it was very moving to me
1: Look, get you a woman who can do both. Exactly. She can fight like a Dane right. and she can pray like a Saxon nun. Yeah. That's all you need in life. Right. Who um, should really be, be like, you know, higher up on the dateable list than she is in Cookum
0: because Well, she's I mean, I think she would be like you can tell that everybody is very fond of her. But it's like, you know, she's gods. So, uh,
1: yeah, I'd like to say, like. Finn is definitely flirting with her a bit. Oh, and
0: 100%. She is his, I would not she is his, that. Yeah, she's the hot nun, you know? Fleabag has yeah. the hot priest, and Hilde is the hot she's nun. She's the hot
1: nun. There so. it is! <laughs> oh, the connection to Fleabag. They never stop, those connections. Never. So, yeah, so Alfred is, is you know, in the church praying with Hilde a little bit, and uh, Uhtred is... Uh, Kind of watching this tradesman who comes uh, on the reg, I'm assuming. And yeah. Um, he brings Eric he with him. He has brought a gift. Yeah. Our, our, oh, Eric. It's so good to see Eric and those damn shoulder pads. <laughs> and um, he's riding solo this time. Right. And, He's also heard about this corpse Bjorn, and he's received an invitation. So that's where he's headed, and he just wants to make sure it's cool with Uhtred if he passes through. Right. Um, how do you say no to Eric?
0: Uhtred doesn't. So but he he's probably like, should have.
1: Probably should have. But <sighs> I mean, that face. I know. I how know. do you say no to that face?
0: You can't. And, you know, he kind of lied to Uhtred. Super lied. He did! I was so disappointed. I know. He said that Siegfried and their fleet of 19 ships was in Francia, but it is not. It is in Bionfliot, and it is there to, you know, hook up with Guthrum and raise some hell for Alfred. Against Alfred.
1: Yeah, so their their plan is to take Bionfliot, and then ride down, take London, and then uh, obviously go after Uhtred because mm. Siegfried's still pretty sore about the whole taking his off his sword, sword hand. thing. Yeah. Although he's found, like, a really great way to, like, accessorize it. I mean, did you see <laughs> that, like, just sword that's, yeah. like, basically attached? It's pretty it cool.
0: Off. I mean, if you're going to, you know, lose your hand, you might as well add a sword to your new hardware. So it's pretty yeah, hardcore. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's one way to one way to handle the difficulties that life throws at you. They're bad dudes. Like obviously, we love Eric, um, but yeah, they're bad dudes coming to wreck the peace. So,
1: yeah, I mean, here's my thing. Eric is a softy at heart, but he's very loyal to his brother, Who and is his brother loves to to raid and kill and just destroy things, right? And he's also he's also a Dane. That's yeah. how he was raised. This sure. is what he was taught to do. Yeah. So you know, I don't think necessarily that his number one goal is to kill Uhtred I think that's more Siegfried obviously but he's not gonna say no "No, bro like we shouldn't do that you know so yeah you can can love Eric but also just don't trust Eric at this point
0: (laughs) yeah and I you know I don't think um, Uhtred really trusts anybody at this point you know when when he and Alfred are talking over dinner and Ada's you know being a bit of a drunk and Alfred's being a bit of a dick about it. And Uhtred, you know, he points out, you know, Athelred is weak. I'm busy, like, picking off the Danes that are trying to, you know, cause hell in his kingdom. And clearly, Guthrum slash Athelstan is plotting against you because, you know, Eric is back and that doesn't mean good things. And he's correct. Like, he has such a good read on all of these threats that are, you know, sort of starting to crowd around Alfred. And Alfred is still, like, you know, I'm pretty liking this peace thing, and that's kind of how I want to roll, which, you know, is admirable, but now is not the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, Uhtred has... I thought it was, like, really interesting that the last thing, like, Eric says to him before he rose off is, you know, but you were raised a Dane. Like, I respect you, but you're raised a Dane. Remember that. and, And everything he does, like, you can see that, because... This three-year peace has made, you know, Alfred a little bit, like, complacent. Mm-hmm. And he's he's not worried about the things that he was once worried about. And Uhtred is over here. He just knows, like, peace does not last long for warriors. And that's what he is. And that's what Alfred isn't. And so when they have that conversation at the dinner table... You know, he says straight up to Alfred, he's like, you are talking about things you don't understand. Right. Like, why am I in your service? Why am I here if not to give you this advice? And then you just, like, shut it down because it doesn't flow with your, you know, plan for a peaceful and holy England. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think you're going to get that England? Um, You know, it's not going to be just through prayer. So. It's a little frustrating, and I see why Uhtred kind of is slowly um, tempted to Ethelwald's like, you know, treaty, his peace treaty, him wanting to go to Daneland and talk to Bjorn and see what this is all about. Because when you're
0: dealing with someone as stubborn listen. as Alfred, exactly. what are you going to do? Right. You know, this feels like, you know, I... I I think at this point, like, he doesn't want to completely screw Alfred over. Like, even when he's frustrated by Alfred, he's still, he still believes in his vision at least a little bit. That he's willing mm. to, you know, do this much work to make it happen. But at the same time, like, when Finnin, you know, asks him, how can you serve a man who doesn't see your value? Like, you know that Uhtred thinks about that all the time. You know, he says, of course he does. He'll see it in the long run, whatever. But, like, you know that he thinks about that. A lot
1: yeah it's i mean and i think that's like that's just normal that's mm-hmm. any person would feel that way it's not him feeling like his ego's not being stroked enough it's sure. just he puts his life on the line for this vision that alfred has right and yet he feels like he's not given the same respect and and care that he's giving to alfred and it's like eventually when you treat someone that way for so long you know the relationship deteriorates and um, when you live in medieval times, it can turn into, like, I'm going to usurp you and take your throne.
0: So right,
1: you would think Alfred would be a little bit smarter about that.
0: Well, he's not. And, you know, he's got a lot on his mind because, you know, Athelflaed is ready to be married now. And I think... You Let know, the baby bird fly the nest. Right. And she's got her wedding dress and it's cute. <laughs> but at the same time, like, he always, whenever he's asked about Athelred, he's always like, he is a holy man. He serves a purpose. He knows that this is not a great match. Like he knows that Athelred is not a good guy. Like every time we see him, he's like scheming or whatever, Mm. or being, you know, having no backbone. And Alfred knows this. Like Alfred is good at reading people. So he knows that Athelred is probably not a good man. But at the same time, like his vision of England is above everything else. And building that bond is all that matters to him. And, you know, he's willing to sacrifice Aethelflaed for that, but at the same time, like, he hates it too, you know? But not enough to, like, step in and do something about it, but there's a lot of inner turmoil with Alfred and Aethelflaed getting married. He does not deserve you. Did I not say the same? I hope that Ethelred says the same.
1: And I just, knowing what happens, I just cannot feel bad for uh, Alfred at all. No, because... no, 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 that's not what I
0: meant. Like, Alfred needs to, you know, do right by his daughter, but, like, jeez... Come on, man.
1: I feel like that's like the the like ongoing sentiment with Alfred is just like geez, uh. Come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard. So yeah.
1: We get into Wessex, uh,
0: everybody's in town for getting, the wedding. Ready to be married. Everybody's talking about what a piece of shit he is. <laughs>
1: literally. God, <yeah. laughs> so literally. Um and so they uh, Alfred and, and Gisela write up, and um, he decides, he speaks with Ethelwald, and he kind of decides, like, I'm going to go see what the hell's happening over here. Like, I've just, too many people have been invited to, to this, you know, seance or whatever the fuck it is. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go see what's happening. But before the um, that, that Gisela tries to. Right. <laughs> Talk some sense into him. And then also, our sweet little Gisela tries to, like, you know, campaign for Citric, who wants to get married to. I know. Um, a lady of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to, like, think of the, a nice way of saying it. Right, right. Um, she has a certain profession, and Utrid uh, isn't, like, very. Uh, respectful of her no and and he eh. thinks
0: that you know he's like man you paid her to tell you these things like she's not in love with you that's just her job you know but but citric believes it's real and he's allowed to believe it's real and shoot a shot and you know utred finally gives his permission and it's really funny and cute and he says he's gonna name his son utred and utred says fuck you you're not and Citrus's <laughs> so like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not. Okay, bye. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's I love like, Citric. I know Citric is so great. So, that's like one he's nice. He's so pure. He's very pure. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that it's a nice moment. And then, you know, Utrud goes to hang out with Bayaka, Bianca, and Bayaka's like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with your sister. I'm in love with her, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not in love with her because I'm a priest and it's terrible. And I wish I was dead. And Utrud is just like, dude, just do it. Like, get married. You're obviously in love with her. It was a little creepy, telling you know, telling him to bang it out with his sister, but whatever. Yeah, a little weird. Little, a little weird. Weird.
1: I mean, I get the sentiment, like, yeah, you know, if you if you really love her, tell you how you know, tell her how you feel, but right.
0: The whole and then bed her. i like, part, I think we <sighs> could have left that out. That could have been unsaid. Uhtred, you didn't have to make it a little creepy, but yeah. but yeah, yeah, he goes, he tells her she loves him too. It's all very cute. Again, all very cute. This episode.
1: Such a cute episode. Such a Until cute. We get Until we get <laughs> to Daneland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Little less cute when there is pagan rituals to raise the dead. Little sure. less cute. And you know,
1: uh, you know, it's it's October. We're in the month of Halloween and spooky shit. So I appreciate a good raising of the dead.
0: Yep. Um, it's spooky season. It's... I'm here for it.
1: <laughs> but this one was this one was pretty. Um, gory and yeah, so we, a
0: lot of blood, a lot of lots blood, lots of blood,
1: lots of blood. Some harp strings in there. Um, it was it was a weird one. So we get to uh this little village um where uh Heston is kind of just camped out, mm. and he welcomes Uhtred and he's you know just they kind of shoot the shit for a bit, and then this this old man uh walks in, and I guess he's the conduit for Bjorn and yeah, he's. he's been, Keeping him up at night.
0: He left the scald. So yeah. Right. He's the their scowled. magician or whatever the scowled yeah. equivalent is. Some kind of like um Almost like a shaman. What is
1: it? Yeah, like when, when people convene with the dead.
0: Necromancer.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So basically that's what he is and he's um kind of relaying these messages that he gets from bjorn and he takes utrid to a Christian graveyard mm. of all things yeah um and this thief that they've been hanging uh in the hall they bring him down he's gonna be the sacrifice mm-hmm. they have to shove a, a harp a harps cord into his mouth yeah as like a tether to the the beyond mm-hmm. and then they have to slit his throat and a it's a lot of blood sad. it's yeah. him begging for his life they really give him time yeah. to beg for his life and so it's pretty like I don't know it's pretty it's traumatizing right. for those that are there.
0: Right. It's a lot it's a lot there's a heavy price and, to uh, pay to raise the dead I guess. London streets are red Saxon blood. Ew
1: how to be a king, king of mercy, king of Saxon and Dane. So yeah. yeah, so they have to coat the
0: grave with blood. And then he comes and- crawling out. This old man comes crawling out of the grave. Right. And he's like, hey, Utred, you're going to be the king of kings. Basically, you're Jesus of England. So, yes, seriously? <laughs> so, like, and yeah, who doesn't want to hear that. Right. So, like, throw off Alfred, take what's yours, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's all a lot of sort of dark pageantry and yes. but we find out, like, it's all a bunch of bullshit. Like It's a lie. Like Citric is, you know, keeping an eye on things and the guy starts like crawling out of the ground again as soon as everybody leaves. Like it's all a ruse. We don't quite know why they're doing this yet, except to like sow discord between Utred and Alfred. But yeah, it's all bullshit, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no way, just from watching that guy dig himself out of that grave, he was not more than, like, a few inches under the dirt. No. So, I, I it's just, there's a lot that it's like, if you... I mean, watching it, you can obviously be like, mm. I mean, I guess if you're there and you're in that time and you already have some of these beliefs, mm-hmm. then it's a little bit harder to sure, kind of say no and argue against. Right. And so you see Uhtred kind of struggling with it because they have this discussion when they get back to the hall. He asks Finnan and, and the rest of the group, like, what did you think? Is this real? And... You know, everyone says
0: yes. You kind of see what you want to see. You know, like yeah, you do. So yeah, that real that especially explains why Athelwald believes that it's true because, like, obviously sure. he wants some supernatural being to crawl out of the ground and tell him that yes, he is justified in being pissed off that Alfred took his kingdom. But you know, it's just it's a lot, and it really like. Them leaving instead of sticking around for, like, the wedding festivities made Alfred really suspicious. And just the whole thing just starts to, you know, fracture that relationship that had three years to build again. And it's just it's a mess. Everything is, you know, heading towards being a mess again.
1: Yeah. So I it's, you know, I don't know. I I assume. Everyone's a little bit restless, Mm -hmm. and it's causing them to do some very out-of-character things. I feel like it's out-of-character for Uhtred to do something so reckless as to like disobey a a direct order when he's left his his wife in Wessex under kind of Alfred's thumb. His children, I'm assuming, are back in Cookham. I mean, he's got things he could lose now, which he didn't before. And so it seems a little out-of-character for him to do that. And then for him to watch this and like you know actually start to believe it so like Uhtred has never been even as a Dane he's never been super respectful of like the customs and traditions and beliefs yeah and he's like he's very much a a man that kind of goes by his own sword and and doesn't put a lot of stock into religion and so yeah it's it's a it's a strange episode like the way it ends it's very like you just sense that something's gonna happen like something's coming
0: yeah it's kind of it's kind of like you're holding your breath until the end and instead of like you know something big happening it's just like nope you're gonna wait until the next episode keep holding that breath so yeah Yeah, we gave you a little bit of cuteness and now we're gonna fuck things up again (laughs) it's gonna be bad yeah exactly exactly Check out transaction eligibility and terms at
1: discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding
1: students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. So it's time for our next episode, Wishes. This is when we issue our demands for upcoming episodes, like the spoiled toddlers that we are. Here's what we want to see, when we want to see it, and why we won't be denied. Alyssa, what do you want to see next episode?
0: You know, I'm pretty ready for Uhtred to stop even entertaining the idea of listening to Athelwald. Like, the man's a snake, and Uhtred should know better by now. You know, like, listen to Gisela, listen to your wife. She's very wise, and she knows what she's talking about, you know? And 100%. yeah. And, you know, three years, obviously, wasn't enough peace time for Alfred to really start to trust Utred because he's immediately suspicious of his intentions, even though he hasn't ever really given him a reason to be so. So, you know, yeah, going to Daneland to see a dead man is pretty shady. But I feel like Uhtred's, you know, kind of earned the benefit of the doubt by now. Right.
1: I He's never going to earn that with Alfred. I don't no. think. I think there's just such... They're so different in so many ways, and then so similar, and it's like, they're always going to be each other's throats, but mm-hmm. um, I'm ready to see, like, okay, so we know we've given, we've been given three years of peace, and that's been lovely. I'm ready to see Utrid kind of take the next step in his plan to take back Babenberg, because you've been chilling out and cook them for three years, you know, just living the life, totally get it, you wanted some time, like, downtime. Rest, yeah. Um, but... But where are we going from here? Okay, so we're now we're listening to these visions from a dead man about being king of Mercia or king of all kings. That's, you've never stated that that's what you wanted. You've always wanted to go home to Bevenberg. Right. You could go home to Bebenberg because it's way up north and Alfred doesn't have as much pull up there. And your sister or your wife is the sister to the king up there and your brother's up there. So it's like there's Why? a lot of reason to go north. Right. Like, why haven't we?
0: Yeah, you know, this episode almost feels a bit like a soft reset of the show, you know? Like, he's, you know, he's gotten his revenge on Kyrton, he's got his land, he's got his woman. What now? You know? Mm. And so, what now? You know? He's gotta make a choice. Yeah, I mean,
1: maybe in the three years that he's spent kind of doing Alfred's dirty work, he's realized, I want more than just my ancestral seat. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But... You know if that's the case like i i really want to see him say that and see him pursue that like i don't want it to just be thrust on him in the form of like a a vision from a dead man you know like let's i want to see him take a little bit more initiative and right. decide what he wants for his future um and and maybe just tell alfred to fuck off <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly someone needs exactly. to <laughs> The Last Kingdom has a massive cast of interesting characters, and nearly everyone gets their time to shine. Our arsling of the episode is the character who truly goes above and beyond to win the war or simply win our hearts. Jessica, who is your arsling this episode?
1: Okay, so I am cheering on uh, Finan's snarky self this amen. episode. Amen, amen. I mean, every damn episode, to be honest. He's a cocky Irish bastard, um, but he tells it like it is. And, and mm-hmm. I like that. And, you know, whether he's like ribbing Alfred for, you know, needing a priest for every day of the week or, you know, correctly marking Ethelred as a turd shot out of a giant's arse. Like, Perfect. It, it's just every line he has is just so satisfying and so hilarious and this man has got to be, like, your number one choice when it comes to medieval dudes we want to have a beer with.
0: Yeah. How could he not be? How could he not? It'd be such a great time. It would be the best time. 100% agree. Um, I'm going with Gisela this episode. You know, their their life in Cookham is pretty great, and their kids are cute, and they've got a haul. But Gisela still has a bit of an edge, you know? Like, she's got a cutting remark every time someone questions Uhtred. She's like, such a ride or die. Um, but at the same time, I also really love that she's not, like, blindly following him. You know? Like, she's not too meek to call Uhtred out on his shit as well. Like, she knows what's right. She knows what's wise. And she's going to tell you to get over yourself, even if you're her babyly husband. You know? Like, <laughs> <My> baby husband. <laughs> <laughs> like, she is her own woman. And she knows her own mind. And I have no choice but to stand.
1: Look, when she gives Uhtred talking to about Citrix woman and tells him to treat her with respect and then compares the situation to Ethelfled and kind of gives Uhtred so this, like, this you know education on how unfair the patriarchy is. It's like, ninth century feminism it. yes. It really is like <laughs> give me a t-shirt um, with Gisela's name on it and I will wear it to the next Women's March. <laughs> yes
0: perfect it's so good yeah yep she's my favorite this week I love her. Get ready to shame
1: none the worst character of the episode with us. It doesn't matter if you're Saxon or Dane, anyone can be a turd, and we're calling out the biggest one of the episode. So, Alyssa, who were you just, like, hating on this episode?
0: Listen, um, he wasn't on screen for very long, but every time I saw Athelred, Red, I was just, like, I was just annoyed, you know? Like, this guy is weak, as evidenced by the Danes running wild in his land, and Uhtred's having to, like, do all the dirty work and deal with it, and but he's also a schemer, you know? Like, you can tell from his, you know, his whole we-are-positioned-perfectly conversation with Althelm, like, this is a guy who's playing a very self-focused long game, and I don't trust Mm. him, so plus, if everyone around you says you're a dickhead, you're probably a dickhead, so... Alf- oh, 100%. Like, Alfred needs to quit strategizing for one second and realize that he's obviously not good enough for the angel that is fled. So he is my turd this week, episode, not week, yeah, episode for life. Episode. Turd for <laughs> he, life. Yeah,
1: let's not like just contain it to like one episode or one week. It's it's for the entire show because yeah. he is terrible and he does not deserve fled. He doesn't. Um, and you know what? If Finnan is calling you a dick, then you're a dick. You're That's a dick because Finan knows. Finan, yeah,
0: knows. Finan knows. Yeah, Finan knows.
1: So I'm going to say Alfred uh, mm. is my turd of the week. Only because he was, or turd of the episode. He's just so unbearable this episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's obviously in a fucking mood. He has no reason to be. You know, things are going well. England is beginning to kind of take shape. Uhtred's out here doing his dirty work while he kind of spouts off about you know, having peace without the sword one day. I mean, there's just nothing for him to be so upset about. And yet he has this like giant stick of his the whole episode. So, and also I just, I'm not here for the pettiness. Like don't come into my hall and tell me that you don't like <laughs> how I decorated. Okay.
0: <laughs> Get out. Yeah.
1: Get out of here, bro. Yeah. No, don't like that. So you gotta go, Alfred.
0: That's fair. You don't, yeah. You don't criticize somebody else's home decor. That's just rude. Look
1: taste it's everyone's taste is like it's their own taste right don't come in here telling sorry me more there, crosses. exactly
0: sorry there's not a giant crucifix everywhere you look alfred it's just yeah, not. maybe
1: i think that's tacky alfred <laughs> and it doesn't go with the theme there's a theme right right
0: exactly <laughs> Now, this is clearly a very serious podcast about a very serious show, but sometimes it's nice to indulge in a little thirst. It's 2019, the world is on fire, and honestly, we deserve this. So this is our time to celebrate the thirstiest moments that really blew our skirts up this episode. Jessica, how was how, how this one for you?
1: Look, there were a couple of moments this episode that really, it gave me some thunder down on <laughs> This, first we see like the return of Eric, always like a good sign that Mm. things are going to get a little thirsty. Right. Um those damn shoulder pads i, mean, I don't I know do... why those
0: shoulder pads work so much for you but know. it's like a thing and i respect it thing. even if i don't understand kink.
1: it <laughs> it's weird i'll admit it but i would do some pretty terrible things if he promised to like wear those to bed mm. like they're just there's something about them and <laughs> um you know i have to admit it was nice to see utrid bathing again yeah and I think maybe it's, like, there's this constant, like, film of dirt on all of the characters on this show. Yeah. So to see him, like, taking some care when it comes to his body, I just found it, like, really comforting and oddly erotic to see Uhtred, like, washing his pit. And... You know, I just say onto the cuticles, my friend. Let's let's scrub up those nails. Right. Yeah.
0: You know, cleanliness for everybody. I definitely agree there. And you know, listen, like Alexander Draymond clearly works out a lot. And the Last Obviously. Kingdom, the Last Kingdom wants us to remember that. You know, did we need to see him striding around his hall shirtless? No, not really. Was it a gift from Netflix to remind us that the man has a perfect six pack and a Donna belt? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you, Netflix. So, yeah, I appreciated that. And second place goes to fit in Mocking the Priest because, you know, we love a sarcastic asshole with a heart of gold around here. Oh my God! And the hair and the hair. We've,
1: we didn't mention the hair, but Uhtred has a different hairstyle. It's, it's uh, clearly grown out.
0: The middle part mm-hmm. is gone. Thank God. Thank
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> Praise him. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. The um, best
0: part of the three-year time jump is Uhtred's new hair. So <laughs>
1: and also Finnin. Finnin shaved. Um, shaved his head, and it's doing things. For yeah, me. I like a little, it. A rough and tumbleness about him yeah. um, with that shaved head and the full beard. So It's a yeah, tough look, and you, I like it. I think it's safe to say that we have never been accused of being unenthusiastic in our fandom. We annoy our friends, our family, and now you are devoted listeners. Welcome to Geek Out, where we will recommend uh, some humble suggestions about what we think you should be watching and reading. So, Alyssa, what are you geeking out about this week?
0: Um... Well, this week, or this episode, I'm geeking out about the teaser for Highlander Season 5, or Outlander, oh my god, Highlander, no. Oh my god, Outlander. Highlander, I got, I'm kind of so excited. I don't, don't watch a show. Um, Outlander Season 5 that came out of New York Comic Con this weekend, like, okay. I, uh, you know, I feel like there's probably a lot of overlap in people who watch Outlander and people who watch The Last Kingdom. Yeah, there has to be. Yeah, it's got a similar vibe, Outlander's a little bit like, more intense, I think, but but um, but yeah, like I didn't love everything about the last season, but I'm still like I am. I will keep watching that show as long as Jamie and Claire are around because I love them. They're like my, you know, my big ship, Jamie and Claire forever. And I'm just like, I'm ready to get back to it, even if I miss the, you know, Scotland and the kilts and the Highlands and all that. But I'm still stoked, even if they're in dumb old America
1: Okay, see, and I feel like that's what's like turned me off of the show. That's fair. So I feel like I stopped uh, watching like around season three just because it's like I don't care to see them in like the Carolinas. like, yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, see that?
0: I know. And it's like i I kind of got the vibe from the last season. They're not not phasing Jamie and Claire out, but they're making more room for their daughter. Um, oh my God, I'm just blanking on her name.
1: So, um... Well, I know her real Brianna name is, is Brianna. Her
0: name. I knew her. The actress' name was Sophie Scott. Real name Sophie, <laughs> right? Brianna, Brianna, and her boyfriend, and Roger. I just ugh, Roger, who is just I hate Roger. I do Maybe too. that's why I'm like turned off of it. Yeah, and because I f- I, I can sense that they're they're kind of- becoming more of a thing, and I just don't care about them like I do Jamie and Claire. I feel like I'm talking no. myself out of this being my geek out. The more that I keep oh, God, talking, sorry. but <laughs> I'm still uh, listen. I'm still gonna watch it. I'm still excited, but they need to just except that we're there for Jamie and Claire. So, but yeah, it looks yeah. good. It looks good.
1: Well, I mean, anything with with Sam and Cat, I'm, you know, just <sighs> happy to so see more of them. Good. They have such good
0: chemistry. Amazing and, chemistry.
1: I mean, such good actors like in their own right, so I get it. I get why you continue on. I just wish they would kind of Phase out Roger a little bit. I, I know. love Rihanna, like she can fine, stay.
0: But like Roger sucks, and if you, especially if you didn't watch here. season four, season four Roger was just the worst. So, well, see,
1: I've read some of, I've read the books, um, oh, okay, or some of them, not all of
0: them. So, just yeah. like
1: from that, I've just, I did not like him, and so that's fair. Yeah, I can only imagine like how little i will appreciate him like in physical form on my tv yeah that's fair
0: that's fair so anyway no, no i'm still excited actors. but you know we'll see, we'll
1: see. <laughs> we've dimmed <laughs> some of your geek out in our <laughs> geek out section that's not what this is
0: for <laughs> Listen, it's fine it's fine what's yours okay, look, we will
1: say the the first two seasons of outlander so good even if you're not enjoying like the rest of the show, just go back and watch those the because those are season. fucking brilliant. Ugh,
0: they're so good. Ugh, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So I can't believe that I'm having to do this, Alyssa, and carry this torch <laughs> this week, but I'll do it because I am also a Dev Patel stan. Yes. Um, the David Copperfield trailer so uh, came out. So good.
0: I'm so excited. Oh
1: you know what? Okay. So obviously we're here for Dev Patel Always. wearing these like kind of 19th century British waistcoats and top hats and just his hair fly. looks so
0: good his hair looks but so good. but also it's I, Dickens and I'm like it's, it's I'm Dickens? I, I'm such a Dickens fan I've loved Dickens since I was a kid Yes. so David Copperfield's not my favorite one but it's still really good and it's fine it's fine and so I'm ready I'm ready so and it's by the guy who did um Veep right I the think director? so yeah the I director. think it is
1: and Tilda Swinton is in this. Tilda Swinton totally is in it. I totally blanked on that, and she, her character looks hilarious. Yes. I mean, it's and um, Gwendolyn oh, Christie is in it. Gwendolyn and Christie's Hugh in it. Laurie
0: is in it. Like the yes. cast is so good,
1: amazing, and like that trailer. So. Okay, I'm coming to this, obviously, for Death Patel. But then that trailer, it's just like, sure, Death Patel is in this, and I'm sure he's going to have a main role. But, but he's like, kind of the straight the best man. funniest moments, yeah, are right. Hugh and Tilda just, like, riffing off each other as this married couple. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I'm so stoked about it. It's weird to say we're getting stoked about, like, a Charles Dickens movie in, like, 2019, but but I like it.
0: It's fine. I love it. I'm here for it. I think it's going to be a really good time. It got really good reviews out of Toronto, and so I'm stoked. I feel like it's been a really long time since I've seen, like, a straight-up classic period piece in a film, like, in forever. I'm trying to remember the last one.
1: Yeah, I've been having to, like, um, just... I think Emma is on like Hulu, oh, which is it's the so one with G- Gwyneth Paltrow and Jeremy. I really um,
0: Jeremy Northam. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Like everybody's always like, "Ugh, Gwyneth's the worst," but I'm kind of like, "But she's, she's actually Emma. really good in that. She's so really good, good in that movie." And yeah, um, I feel like that's a really underrated Jane Austen and Tony Colette is in that. Like so good.
1: Uh, so yeah, I've been just rewatching that, <laughs> and then go watch David Copperfield when it comes out right. okay, in theaters for yeah. Death Patel.
0: Listen, a little culture never hurt anybody. It's fine.
1: God, in fact, I would say it might save some people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, if you want to hear more of our bullshit, check us out on Twitter or over at Sci Fi Wire Fangirls. We've got links to everything below this episode.
1: And until next time, Destiny is all bitches.